and welcome to episode 100 of Smart Enough to Know Better. We are a podcast of science, comedy and ignorance. I am Greg Waugh. And I'm Dan Beeston. And tonight, we are not experts. Look at us. Obviously not. We are not experts. We get experts in to talk about important scientific stuff. The things going on around us as they go on around us. Now, episode of Smart Enough to Better tonight Woo. is brought to us by our sponsors, yes. Specifica Travel Yay. and Aquariums to Go. We're going to talk about them a little bit later in the evening. Fantastic. Yay, yes. Hooray for cash. Offsetting expenses. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, by the way, this is all going to go onto the interwebs. You are, don't censor yourselves. Yes. Make sure that you are as loud as possible. Dan is going to lead you into loudness training. Now, the problem with, like, really smart people like us is mm. we're not, like, footballers, so mm. we're not, like, mm. woo! Tackle the guy at the grass poles. Kick another, kick another ball in the net thingy. Like, you, you say something funny in front of, like, very smart people, they go... Mm. I see what you did there. But we can't do that, so we need to have everyone have a nice raucous laugh so it sounds like we're funny. That's right. right. Please, please help us. I'm going to point, and you guys are going to laugh as loud as you can. Really force it. Okay? (laughs) Go! Cool, now we can just splice all that in. Yeah, that's good. You can stay quiet the whole night now. We don't need you anymore. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, you can all go. No, it's fine. What are we doing tonight? What what are we doing tonight? We are doing episode 100. The 100th show of Smart Enough to Know Better. No, no, no. We're doing episode 100, the 127th show of Smart Enough to Better. Tell them that... Due to a very overly complex numbering system in the first two years. Back when we first started doing the podcast, we thought it'd be a really good idea to not number the podcast one, two, three, you know. We started to have point fives, because that's a thing. (laughs) So now we we realised that was dumb, and uh, we got rid of it. But now, of course, it means we are actually... Sorry, we've lied to you. We've actually come to the 100th... No, no, no. They've come to episode 100. Okay. All right, yes, good point. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> You're technically correct. The, the best, best time. Sort of correct. So, 100... <laughs> Obviously, a listener of the podcast. Yay. Yeah, but we're not doing an interview tonight. No, we're not doing an interview tonight. We're not doing a crypto zoo. We're not doing a crypto zoo. We're not doing a walk of shame. We're not doing a walk of shame! Hooray. Oh, thank goodness. We, when we get it wrong, we ask our audience to actually go in and go, You're wrong! And they really do. Well, in fact, we are experts. We're experts at being wrong. That's very true. So, tonight, we're not doing a walk of shame. Which is, thank goodness, we can just say whatever. Everyone can say whatever they like, and only Stu will pick on them. It's going to be good. Hmm. But tonight is a game show because <gasps> we like to find out interesting things. That's, That's not the right emotional noise for a game show, is it? Sorry, That's a horror film. I'm not good with I'm not good with human emotions. You know this, Dan. Right, right. So what emotion should I be looking for? Okay, tonight it's a game show. They know, and you're the people who are going to be giving us the information. That's the important part about this tonight. It's not us telling you stuff. It's not them telling you stuff. It's you telling us stuff. Don't be frightened. We're going to hold your hand through this. Yeah, we're very good at making you look good. That's right. If just by being next to you. That's right. Well, you're going to be playing for fabulous prizes in a game show. You will have to tell a story, a scientific story, an interesting fact. It just has to be an interesting fact of some sort. It has to be judged on three criteria. One will be, is it interesting? Is it something the next time you're at a bar, you'll be like, 
Why, hello, person that I find attractive, male, female, other, I don't care. Did you know this thing I heard last night at the Smarter and the Better 100th episode? It was actually the 127th episode. Mm-hmm. Ah. And She's go, already walking away at that point. <laughs> and they go, no, no, don't run away. I want to tell you something that I heard. And they tell it. And then they go, I'm going to sleep with you right here, right now, on the bar. That's how good this is going to be. You have my guarantee. <laughs> Greg's guarantee is not a license or a legally binding contract. We, we're not judging. No, we're not judging. No. Well, actually, they're judging us right now. That's all right. I, what I said still stands. <laughs> but we need someone who's better at judging than we are. Because yes. as we said, we're not experts. So we got some experts in. Woo-hoo. From the talking side of things, we have the ABC Breakfast Radio host, Spencer Hausen. <laughs> Mr. Hausen, how are you tonight? Hello. Uh, very well, thank you. <laughs> he what found, is it? Sorry, what he, he, I, I he knows have... what a microphone is. <laughs> Hooray! I shouldn't be surprised to see a microphone in front of me. <laughs> You're doing well? Uh, yes, thank you very much for getting me out at night. It doesn't happen. Oh, fantastic. There you go. He just, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you invite Spencer Housen out late at night to things. <laughs> he wants to spend more time late at night. For you people don't realise, he's normally up at what time? Yeah, 3.20 in the morning every in, morning. There's a 3.20 in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> First I've heard of it, it's insane. That's madness. Anyway. Uh, number two on our panel is CSIRO Cheriptologist, Dr. Jen Parsons. <laughs> Dr. Jen, what is a cheriptologist? A chiropterologist. Oh! <laughs> well, what's that Walk then? Walk of shame. Walk of shame. Oh, <laughs> already getting heckled. <laughs> it's a chiropterologist. Oh. Yes, a, a chiropterologist is a person that studies bats. Studies bats, there you go. A bat studier. And the third person? Energy expert, Dr. Joel Gilmore. <laughs> From Ernst & Young. Dr. Joel, when you, say, when you say energy expert, when we say energy, what is it? Energy. Energy, sorry. art. What does that actually mean? I can switch on lights too, man. Whatever. You got a PhD in that? Oh, click, 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 click. No, actually, my PhD has nothing to do with energy. Oh. But over these, I've managed to kind of just weed my way to call myself an energy expert. Oh. So it's, you know, renewable energy, climate change, electricity, oh, okay. all that cool. sort of stuff. Clean energy Australia, saving the world, the new world. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Humbly speaking. Uh, can I just say, are you doing it by staying warm, by growing a wonderful beard? Yes, yes. Is, Those is that of you part of it? At home will not be able to see it, but I have a Ned Kelly-esque beard at the it's, moment. It is, it is, it is like Thank you. I grew it myself. <laughs> He's going to cut it off and install it in people's ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually... Oh, no. No that's, that, no, that's good. That's a good thing. Oh, no, no, no hair burns, doesn't it? No, that's a mistake. No Dr. Joel's yeah. were killing in the making it's, of the ceiling. No, I'm not responsible for any fires that result. Stop. And <laughs> finally on the panel, the Queensland Minister for Science and Innovation, the Honourable Leanne Enoch. Thank you, Mr Speaker. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm very excited. Now, chopper rides for all. No, that's a thing. That's a <laughs> Sorry, that's very naughty. Now, Minister, how exciting is it to be the Minister of Science and Innovation? If everyone finally voted for me as dictator of the world, just keep that in mind. You don't vote for a dictator. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> One last vote. One last vote. That's all you need to do. You hate voting. Anyway, if, if I became the Grand Poobah, I can't think of anything more exciting than being the Science and Innovation Minister. You must see all the cool stuff. I see all the cool stuff. Do you, have, you, have you gone somewhere secret? They go, Minister, you can't possibly tell anyone about the No, obviously I can't tell you where oh, I go. Damn it. But just, it's... Look, just hang on. Just tell us. No, seriously, you can just talk to me. It's fine. Huh? 
no. I still wouldn't tell you. Drat. <laughs> She's very good at her job. <laughs> Do we? Does Australia have an Area 51 where we keep all of the? Uh, does Queensland? Is, is it like that? Is classified information? Oh. <laughs> Didn't you get the briefing? I'm not hearing you. No. <laughs> so the judges will be judging our audience members based on a score of one to ten, based on was it interesting, how well it was told, and whether it was true. But Dan, how do we know if things are true? Uh, we have our amazing fact Woo! checker, Stu Late. Good evening. All the way from 4BC Radio, but not affiliated this time, that's right. <laughs> so, Mr. Late. Yes. You've been on the podcast before. We call you the chocolate voice mountain god. You do, very charitably, yes. <laughs> Every time he speaks, some part of me just melts. It's fantastic. <laughs> I can turn him into a little puddle in one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Stuart will be keeping us honourable and good tonight. Now, this is a competition. Though. It is so a competition. That means that there are winners. And I bet the winners get something awesome, like some sand. <laughs> what, Stuart Late, what prizes are we giving away tonight? Tonight, Greg, we have in fourth prize a Casio calculator watch donated by 612 ABC Radio. This blast from the 80s will have you looking as cool <laughs> as Marty McFly or Walter White. Oh, Walter White for it! Walter White for it! This funding cuts are really... <laughs> Third prize is Antidote, a game of deduction, deception and mortality. In this game from Bellwether, you must work to find an antidote to survive a deadly chemical spill. Second prize tonight is Jux, a storytelling game for creative thinkers. Designed by Elbowfish Games with the help of Professor Peter Bogosian, today is the worldwide release day of this brand new game. This game is being released today. We've managed to get a copy of it on its release day, given to us by Elbowfish Games. So thank you, Elbowfish Games, as well, and uh, Professor Bogosian as well. And so if you win this, you're probably one of the very first human beings in Australia to touch it beyond me. Being that we've done 100 and... Being that we've done 126 of these, you do know that you've got to stand in front of the microphone. Oh, right? sorry. Uh, I'm, just... I'm a very loud man normally, so it's fine. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, first prize is a double pass to speed the movie The Play. Oh. Yes. <laughs> How did you get tickets to that? How did we get tickets to that, Dan? Uh, that's me. That's, that's, that's Dan. We actually wrote it with the help of Natalie Behensky. It's going to be playing here. Yes, two free tickets to see any one of the shows. You can win that tonight as well. These are valuable prizes. Oh, now, now people are interested. Now people are starting to salivate going, oh, maybe I do have a science story. Absolutely. Now, if you have a science story, you might be going, is it good enough? Is it good enough? Dare I stand up there and tell people my stories? The answer is yes. Mm. To set it up scientifically, we're going to show you, as teachers should, we should show you what you're aiming for. A good teacher should say, here's what I want, ladies and gentlemen, and then show it to you. So first up... I am going to go through, and I'm going to get people's names while this is happening. Thank you, Dan. Very good idea. For the, for the brave souls. Absolutely. So, Spencer Housen, can you please tell us an interesting fact, a scientific fact, or just an interesting fact in general? I'm an umbrophile. Oh, I'm sorry. Sounds a bit nasty, doesn't it? It does. Oh, yes. What does umbrophile well, mean? An umbra is some sort of word meaning shadow, I think. It's Latin. Right. Yes. Technically correct. Right. I don't know. Yes. An umbrophile is a total eclipse chaser. Oh. oh. 
And so what I thought I would share with you tonight is what I learnt the first time I saw a total eclipse of the sun. Now, I've seen three total eclipses of the sun. Three? Oh, there you go. You've beaten me by two. Ooh, there are, there are people who've seen a lot more, and once you've seen one, you tend to be addicted. The third of the three was a couple of years ago in Cairns, and Greg and Dan yes. were there. It was early in the morning. It was. I can't remember how long that eclipse lasted. It was about a minute and a half, I do believe. Something like that. Yes, it, was, it wasn't too bad. The second one that I saw was in 2003 over Antarctica, because the only place that you could see it from was Antarctica, and so I went on a, a plane that had been chartered out of Melbourne, a 747. The really cool thing about when you're in a plane, and we, and we obviously we didn't land, we saw the eclipse from the plane. <laughs> Oh. The cool thing is that you can fly with the shadow and you can extend the experience. And it was perfectly timed by the pilot. And, and to this day, I've, I've still remained incredibly impressed that he was able to stretch out the time of the eclipse just by flying at the right speed How long in the right did you direction. Have the eclipse for? I think it was certainly a good couple of minutes. Oh, well, fantastic. It was good. But yes. the first one was Sejuna on the beach, South Australia, 2002. Ooh. And that's where I learned what I want to share with you today, which is that when you go to watch a total eclipse of the sun, you have to wear eclipse glasses. They're a bit like welding glasses, and you have to wear them because you can't look directly at the sun. And until the moon is covering the sun, there is a dangerous amount of light coming off the sun. So you wear these eclipse glasses. People are familiar with them from looking at partial eclipses. When the moon completely covers the sun, you just have the corona, the outside of the sun, and it's then safe to look at the sun with your naked eye. Yeah, no one told me that. <laughs> and so I'm standing in Sejuna on the beach with my eclipse glasses on. There's all this anticipation and excitement, a big countdown, and then it just went completely black. <laughs> at, at which point people are screaming and shouting and yelling and were hooping and they're having the best time and I'm seeing black. <laughs> now, the eclipse in Sejuna lasted 32 seconds. Right. That's not a lot. a lot of time no. to be playing with. No, no, no. I lost 16 seconds. <laughs> because eventually someone looked around and said, you idiot, get those glasses off. Yes. So if ever you do go to a total eclipse of the sun, the moment the people who know what they're talking about mm -hmm. do it and take their glasses off, do the same thing. Fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. When I saw the eclipse in Cairns, I'll give you, I'm a quite a rational person. Flights are fancy, not really my thing. But I had some very deep and troubled part of me. When the sun vanished from the sky, even though I have a master's in astrophysics, I know what's going on. I still wanted to climb a tree. The only thing I could climb was this guy here, so I climbed him instead. I'm taller than a tree. He is taller than trees. It was actually really quite disconcerting. When the sun leaves the sky, ladies and gentlemen, all your rational brain goes, you just go, and you just worship it. It's you should see him at dusk. That's same thing. <laughs> what? He puts me to sleep with a hood on my head. <laughs> and don't you, I don't know whether you had the same experience, but certainly the first time, and less so the second and third, but the first time, even, even if just for 16 seconds, yes. when you've looked at that total eclipse, you see circles everywhere. Like for days afterwards, I would look at something like your logo over there and I'd go, circle. I, I just was looking at seeing circles <laughs> everywhere. That's just your thing. That's just your thing. Okay. There you go. That gives you an idea. That's, so we, we've set the bar. I'm not it's saying we're. We've low, set the bar. Quite, quite and low. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. We, I'm, not, I'm being very polite to our judges. We've set the, a bar. There's a bar there. You work out where you think it is. Dr. Jen, would you like to tell a story as well, very quickly? Oh, no, that's very quickly. Take as long as you like, sorry, I realise. I, I didn't realise I had to be. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so being possibly the only chiropterologist here tonight, I've decided that I'm going to tell a Big fact. word up for chiropterologist, come on! Anyone, anyone else? Oh. No, 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 if you are one, if you are one. No, just me. <laughs> awesome, so I decided not to tell a story about that. Ooh, so, risky. yeah, risky indeed. <laughs> but one thing, when I did my PhD, I had to do a lot of sorting through bat poo. So I thought I'd talk about an animal that a friend of mine studies that also does something really amazing with its butt. This is a this is a PG-rated show. No, actually, it's not. Yeah. We're totally explicit. We can say whatever you like. So go if you like. Whatever it does with his butt, we want to hear it. Go, go, go. Okay. So a, a, fri a friend of mine at James Cook University, a herpetologist, he studies a species of turtle that has cloacal respiration. And for those of you that, <laughs> that, that don't know what that means, um, it means that it breathes through its ass. Really? That's right. So, so, so this turtle, does it, can it breathe through its mouth or does it have to like back it breathe? It can breathe through its mouth. Can um, it talk through its ass? That's right. <laughs> we could give it a job on the podcast. <laughs> so, the uh, listening audience at home, bring it down. Just did a G. <laughs> it, it, it's not the only animal that can breathe through its butt. There, right. are, there are other turtles that can do this. Is it only um, turtles? No, no. There are larval stages of, of dragonflies. Some fish can do this as well. But the benefit of this is that they can stay underwater and they can breathe. So are they breathing the water no, or are they, they breathing the air? They can so they, the front halves of them can stay underwater. Right. Yeah. So they can butt snorkel. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> butt snorkel. <laughs> butt snorkel. Well, okay. They're, they're actually extracting oxygen from the water. Oh, so what? They ingest the water into what are. <laughs> Ingest? That's right. They can ingest the water right. into their anus. This is becoming a bit of Black Ops kind of stuff now. It's kind of like, <laughs> get some water on that turtle. Thank you! Damn it, he's not giving the information we require. And they have tissue there that, that can extract the oxygen that they need from the water. So oh, That's a superpower you don't hear about very often. <laughs> Aquaman, what are you doing? Best not to ask. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just sitting his, his bum in a bucket of water going, oh yeah, I'm the king of the sea. But, but I'm the sitting reason, on my throne. The reason I wanted to bring this up as a fact oh, is right. because there is a species of turtle, a freshwater turtle this is, not a marine turtle, in Queensland, here in Queensland, that's critically endangered. Mm. Its future is not looking so great. Oh. And that's because of sedimentation. So the sedimentation is making it unable to breathe in the water, so breathe oh. through its ass. So because of things like mining, agriculture, and right. things like that that are destroying the quality of the rivers, this turtle's not able to do what it does best, and it has to come to the surface. <laughs> right. And because it has to come to the surface, it is exposed to predators. Mm. Therefore, it's a bit of a problem. So it's, so it's a really neat thing that it does, it's and, very and, cool. and, and it's not able to do it so much. Yeah, you can't, can't do it. It's Can I just point sad. out that, that Sandy Cloaca is a really great name for a band? <laughs> Welcome to stage, Sandy Cloaca! <laughs> I'm breathing through my ass. Um, <laughs> With their number one hit, I breathe through my ass. <laughs> the only hit, they're a one hit wonder. Yeah. Butt snorkel! Butt snorkel! Yes, follow up. Yeah. Mistake. That's, that's, that's right. number two. That's a. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, the that? Sandy Kalaka has their song number two. <laughs> ah, there you go. Actually, very good. Thank you very much I for that one. It. Thank you very much, Dr. Jen, for that one. Sandy, there we go. <laughs> Sandy, 
you see, we set the bar and we've gone slightly blue, mainly due yeah. to the minister. We sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> All right, now I found some people who want to share their stories. Good. Bring now, them up. the first person who. Bring them up. The first person I enlisted, they said, Oh, I'm only coming up at the end. So I'd like to welcome Adam to the oh. stage. Well done. well done, Dan, for making, well done, Dan, for making people feel better. That's, that's how we. I, I looked at me, he's like, Oh, no, I'll just have six drinks and then I'll be, oh, then I'll be good. And I'm like, I don't want, want him up here with six drinks in him. Dan, All be right. nice to the nice people. I am, I'm being nice. Be, we're getting it off right off like a band aid. That's your mic there. there. That's your mic there. All right, so talk Adam. To, talk to the audience. Now, let's make sure, sure that mic's working. Testing. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's oh, listen to that voice. He's got a good voice. Oh, okay. oh, he might be the new chocolate mountain god if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. He's doing right. things. Check out, check out the nerves. <laughs> check out the nerves. Okay. So, your name is? My name's Adam. Okay, and you've got a story for us? Yes, I do. All right, now where does this story come from? All right, so a bit of background, I'm a doctor. You're a doctor? Oh, are you an nice. MD or a PhD? Oh, MBBS, unfortunately. What, what's that mean? I graduated in Australia, not Canada. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're losing the audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're mainly Astra any Australians in the house? What he doesn't realise is he's come to a podcast. This is your first experience with this yeah, podcast. Have, you don't realise our history with hating before. Canadians. No, we oh. actually, actually... We're so nice. No, yeah, that's... that's we say sorry for everything. Them. I'm we sorry you hate we us. We no, don't no, no. trust you. Because it means, nice. you know one day you'll deturn, man. It's, like, it's, always, it's always a nice one, like, ah, knife, ah, get oh. Canadian. Never. All right, all right. So, you work as a doctor. Yes. So, what is your story? Okay. So, in medicine, we have a few clinical signs when patients come in. We have something called McBurney's sign, which is for appendicitis. So if you're tender there, uh, probably uh, He's have, pointing to where his appendix uh, is, for those listening at home. Pointing to a third between my umbilicus and the superior bone on your pelvis here. Yeah, well, that's, that, that helps all the people listening at home. I won't use who, also medical doctors. If you're tender there, you have appendicitis. But we also have something called the vibrating belly button sign. It's in a textbook. The vibrating belly button sign. Or the gyrating belly button sign. Okay, okay. maybe I should just turn your mic that way a bit so we can... It's yeah. in a textbook. I read it's, it in a magazine, in a but it's in a textbook. Okay. Would you guys be willing to guess what that would be indicative of? I'm going to guess that what happens is when a doctor has gone for the water on the elbow, but touched the sides, it creates the vibrating belly and the light-up nose. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, all those Not years quite. of medicine. Close. Medicine. Very close. Oh. All right. So what? All right. So I'll tell you this actual sign. I had a patient come in with something in their rectum that was, was stuck air? in the on position. Turtle? Were they breathing through it? That's the question. <laughs> no. Is it, I love being a turtle, right. but I hate Michael Bay. Something in the rectum. That's fine. I'm not going to judge that. And it was in the on position. So you have two options. Mm -hmm. You either wait for the battery to run out, mm. or you manually fish in there and try and turn it off. And wait for the surgeons to come get it out. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that is brilliant. And that's a vibrating belly button. And that's the vibrating belly button sign. So, but <laughs> now, look, I'm... So, so is, it, is that a code? Is that like, paging Dr. Adam, we have a vibrating belly button, wink, wink, come on down to the surgery, bring your camera. <laughs> or, or, or is it the actual thing that someone comes into the hospital and goes, hey, my belly button's vibrating. I don't know. I don't know whether it's related to something that I may have left inside me. They're not usually that happy when they come in. Okay, so they know how it's happened. They usually gyrate their way in. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a demo. Give it a <laughs> 
He's a doctor, madam, not an artist. Right. Stop it, Dan. <laughs> we prepared one earlier. <laughs> thank you, Adam. I well, think. Thank you. A big round, round of applause, round of applause for Adam. Okay, well done. Okay, boy, you run away. Boy, you run away. Judges. Oh yes, questions. Questions. Oh. Wait for the battery to run out, or did you... The audience is asking, did Dr. Adam wait for the battery to run out, or did you actually come and just remove it? So, so I took a thorough history of the mechanism of this device, <laughs> and how to turn it off, and I went in there and I turned it off. I tried to get it out, but I was unsuccessful, unfortunately, and I had to wait for the surgeons to come. Oh. I salute you, sir. <laughs> The next time I have something stuck somewhere, I'll know who to turn to. And that's Story. how he met your mother. Guys, <laughs> Spencer. Out of, you want out of ten? Out of ten, please. Uh, look, it's very funny, and I, there are so many questions I want to ask. And clearly it had the, the, the button was on the end, I'm assuming. Anyway. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a twisting one. Oh, OK. So oh, I could just reach the tip and I had to twist it. Yep, good eye. And, and not sort of like multiple... No, 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 no. just okay. one-handed. Well, I'm turned on. Yeah. Just the tip. Because those just ones are illegal in Queensland, I think. No. Um, All right. Sorry. Sorry. I, and I love when Jen had the moment of realisation in your story. I just got to share this. She goes, oh. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Podcast listeners may have picked up on. I'll, I'll give you a seven out of ten. Just, seven out of ten. Just starting batch. Just start seven. somewhere. <laughs> Dr. Jen? You stole my number. <laughs> You're allowed to pick the same real numbers. Okay. It's okay. Seven. Seven. Seven as well. Another seven. Well done. Round of applause. Dr. Joel. Look, I, I struggle because, you know, I don't know where the field is. And that was an excellent telling. But, you know, there might be an amazing science backstory to come. So I am going to have to just play it really risk-averse and give you a five. Ooh. Just to give that movement oh, there. Uh, everyone boo, Dr. Joel. Best story boo. I've heard so far. But there needs to be a bad guy up here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it might as well be Ned Kelly. And... <laughs> Yeah. Well, given that Dr. Joel has given you a five because he wants some movement, um, <laughs> hey. I'll go with a seven. Seven as well. Seven, seven, Big seven, round five. for Adam. With a mighty score of All right. 26. Next, we've got David coming up. David, David big round of applause, applause for David. David. Come on up, David. He does the strut. That's right, the manly strut. Well done, David. Thank you for coming to stage. Welcome, David. Now, Welcome. David, please walk up to the microphone, sort of angle yourself diagonally so the judges can see your beautiful face, and they can. It's all very magical. So, your name is? So, I'm David Parkinson. David Parkinson. Yeah, and sure. you have a story for us. Where does this come from? It comes from my own, my own research. Ooh. Oh. Oh. oh, real research. Oh, is it Dr. David Parkinson? Uh, yeah. Oh. oh. PhD or MD? PhD. Oh, a real doctor. Excellent. You can tell. You, you, <laughs> you can tell because whenever anyone with a real PhD is asked about it, they go, uh, yeah. Why <laughs> is PhD is so humble? It's amazing it's that you've done this. Yeah. He's a proper doctor. Yeah. He's a it's incredible. Yes, it is. I didn't even get out of TAFE. All right. <laughs> this is his community service right here. <laughs> All right. So what is your story? Can you please? So my story is about the coincidence problem. Coincidence right. problem? Okay. You keep looking at us. Yes. And then, I'm okay, going to go over here. Stand over there. Look okay, at me. There we Hello. Go. So I'm a cosmologist. I research the entire universe. <laughs> But what do you do? What do you do with everything after lunch? <laughs> Starting with the turtle, a turtle anus, and then it's going out from there. 
<laughs> so I'm interested in this thing that we call the dark energy. Mm -hmm. We call it the dark energy because we don't know what it is. So it's just the Excellent story. It's just, but it's, it's causing... More... <laughs> yeah. It's sarcastic. But it's, it's causing the universe to expand at an ever-increasing, accelerating rate. What? Why? We, we don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only really started to do that in the last five billion years, which is relatively a short amount of time on cosmological timescales. No wait, wait, me. wait, wait, it just started? Like, I just assumed it had been going since the beginning. The expansion has been going, but the acceleration, the ripping apart of the universe has only started. Ripping apart of the universe? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't just drop the sun, ripping apart of the universe and expect me not to freak out! So how long have we got? Well, <laughs> look, look be, be gentle with me, Doctor. How long do I have? It's only been five billion years. I, I have so much to live for. We'll probably make it to the end of the recording of the podcast. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I really want to do something with my life, though. But hopefully before the editing. <laughs> so the coincidence problem is exactly this. We're humans. We've evolved from primitive life forms right. to Damn. build telescopes, yeah. to look out into the sky, to look at distant galaxies, to determine that the universe is expanding and accelerating. But if the acceleration had started earlier, yes. all the galaxies would be too far away for us to see, so we'd never have determined that the universe was expanding and accelerating. And if the acceleration had started later, we wouldn't be able to see it. It would still be in our future. So how is it possible that humans have evolved at just the right time scale on, oh. on the cosmological scheme of things to be able to observe this phenomenon? And the answer is? I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> the perfect thing a scientist can say, I think it's awesome. That has blown my that's, mind. That's really, that's really upsetting. <laughs> Just at some point, the universe went, oh, forgot to turn that on. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's actually really, that is quite worrying. So it's, it's, is, it, is it because we're infinitesimally unimportant? Basically, and, yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, to, have sorry have a good night, everyone. Um, <laughs> nothing matters. Love, life, achieving anything, it doesn't mean anything. Soon the universe will be torn apart in some sort of orgy of dark energy. And that is great. I, I, I love, <laughs> I absolutely wow. love any story about science that ends with, I don't know. I don't know. So when did yeah. you work it out? Be before the end of the universe? Hopefully before, before the end of the universe. <laughs> okay, which, which you've told us at least until the end of the podcast, so you've got a little bit to go. Hopefully, you better not be listening to us out there, you better be down there scribbling furiously, just weird arcane symbols. That's what you guys do, isn't it? What, He's, like, they're called numbers, Greg. Shut up! You, you see my whiteboard, obviously. <laughs> X, X equals X equals X. That's right. Thank you very much. That was yeah, fantastic. Round of applause. Okay. Now you've got to stay okay. here. Stay here because we've got, we've got to be judged. We'll start from well, the other side. That was the fun bit. Now they're going to judge we'll start you. We'll start from the other side this time. Down. Hey, Minister? Yes, yeah, so my answer is I don't know because that <laughs> seems to be the standard answer. <laughs> you have to know. Oh, okay. You have to uh, know. I think for me... It's a six. A six! A six. Well done, a Lovely. six. Lovely. Dr. Joel? I do love a story that makes me think that all my problems are meaningless and <laughs> there are far bigger things to worry about, even if they may be a little while away. And so I love Thread. I'm going to have to give you a resounding six. Six! Ooh. Two oh, sixes, well nice. done. There we go. Dr. Jen? I actually found that really interesting, so I'm going for an eight. An eight! Oh, six, six, nice. and an eight, well done. Spencer? It's a bit like solar eclipses, <laughs> in that everything's solar eclipses. No, no, no. You. If I say this now, you won't be able to cut out my lame story from the beginning, because this just won't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 
he's such a professional. Why is it that we are at this point where we have this phenomenon mm. of the solar eclipse where the moon almost perfectly blocks out the sun? If we were however many millennia years earlier or later, we wouldn't get to enjoy it. it, it so it's struck because, a chord. Because the moon is slowly moving away from the yeah, Earth. So in the future. Yeah, <laughs> he's, get, he's getting angry. I was trying to try this beautiful fight. comparison. And, and, and so you touched me, and that is something I'm going to remember, but I'm not going to get too excited too early. I'm going to say 7.5. 7.5! 7. Oh, decimals. decimals. Oh, yeah, our Decimal score, therefore, is... I've forgotten the numbers. <laughs> Since Greg's working it out in his uh, head, I'm going to make it really hard. 27.5. A well big done. round of applause we have any more? Any yes, other we do. People? We have got Lauren. Lauren! Yay. Lauren! Lauren, is coming make your way to stage. Woo! Come on up, Lauren. I hope she's also a doctor. She oh, was. her foot went, oh, what have I done? <laughs> thank God, thank God, she's got another, she's thank got another so boring Lauren. doctor. Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> another boring doctor, oh, thank goodness. Of sales repology. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your name is? Lauren. Lauren, excellent. First question correct? Yes. 10 out of 10 across the board. All right. <laughs> Actually, you may need to do some checking. So where does your story come from? So my story comes from feeling as though I was a little bit put on the spot and coerced um, <laughs> into providing a story. So I came up with the first fact I could think of that was remotely science-based and, again, related to my job. Um, That's all I do on the podcast. <laughs> excellent. So I work in radio. Ooh. Obviously not in front of a mic. Not in front of a mic. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and mine comes from radio waves and how they work. So potentially how Spencer's voice is distributed to the masses every morning. Piped directly into your brain whether you know it or not. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> um, so really it's just that there's differences in how AM and FM signals are transmitted. What, what, what and what? AM. And what's that sound for? <laughs> Older people's radio. <laughs> oh. 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 It's on now. Yes. Uh, AM stands for aged material. Aged material? <laughs> okay. FM Sorry, for funky Spencer. material? Uh, fetal material. Fetal material. Fetal. Oh. Okay, good. Okay. So, we're getting heckled from the audience. Fecal material, thank you. FM radio is being heckled. <laughs> so, it's really just that there's different polarizations. Okay. And AM airwaves essentially are transmitted vertically and will essentially bounce for as long as they're able to yep. whereas fm are going to get stopped by tall buildings mountain ranges the whole lot because they travel more horizontally oh okay so you can bounce an am signal further than an fm signal sort of sort of <laughs> excellent thank you very much lauren any other information any questions from the judges judges we'll start from those was that was spencer you've been called out on this very podcast as an old person radio. Old person's person. radio. I know, I know. Age material. But what about digital radio? You know, how are those waves hanging? Um, <laughs> technically also FM, digital radio. Oh, there Did you, you know? Oh, yeah, there you have it. Yeah. Um, are you going for prize here? How are you trying to do Spencer? He wants his watch back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, you, you, you had me very excited saying that you were going to be talking about radio, but I'm going to go sub my first score and give you a six. A six point two. Six point two. Uh, six point two. Thanks, Spencer. It's higher than I expected. <laughs> Jen, I'm going for a six. A six. 
66.2 and while I was familiar with the facts of the story I have immense respect for anybody who is not a scientist who is willing to get up on the stage yeah. and, yes. and regale those facts so I'm, I'm also going for a in fact no in fact I'm going for a 7 a 7 well Yay. done for the brave presentation, Minister. Yes, and of course, because you were coerced into this whole thing, uh, <laughs> thank you, Dan. Clearly, uh, you know, being dragged up here to tell a story to fill out time. Clearly, <laughs> that's what's happening. Hang on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Some issue going on. No, with the Minister, host, we haven't got to your story oh, yet. Oh, sorry. We haven't got to your story yet, Minister. Wait up. Wait, okay, sorry. Uh, so I'll go with a six. A six. Well done. Thank you. Excellent. All right. A six. Six point two. Six. Thank you so much, Lauren. And was it Lauren coming up and showing that science is for everyone? Yes. Can I just point out we haven't actually been asking Stuart Lake whether any of this is true. <coughs> Any one of these I, things... Oh, I'll speak up if it's, if it's yeah, not correct. Okay. So, you're, so if you're silent, we're assuming that the universe Everything is expanding? Everything is okay. Yes, and the there universe is, a, is expanding. talks out of its butt, which is... It a, does. Your story that, that all checked out. And there, sometimes people do get things caught in their cloaca. <laughs> I, I, I have we, no I, experience. Can I check your search results on that one? That would be awesome. <laughs> Switch off safe search. <laughs> can I just image, say... Image search! I... All right, all right. Just before we get to the next one. Yes. Have you ever heard of the Pacific Island Garbage Patch? I have, yes. Yeah, great big circle in the Pacific. Yes, I've heard about this. Lots of, lots of plastic ends up there. And, and what's the problem with it? It's plastic. And, 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 and lots birds of things eat die. It and, and turtles keep backing up yeah. onto it. All sea creatures die. Yes. And a big problem with it? Yes. Not big enough. <laughs> have you been to the sea? It's full of monsters. <laughs> There's sharks. What? There's crocodiles. Most of them are at Ballina at the moment, which is good. All the sharks are there's, out there. There's blue-ringed octopuses. They are. Stingrays. Stingrays. They're vicious. Snakes. You know, the worst snake on the land yes. is, a, is a princess compared to the best not, snake in the ocean. Even they can travel in three dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> sea snakes can travel in up true. and down. And they're colourful. You think they're pretty. Oh, what a lovely little lollipop. They're horrible. I want to destroy the sea. <laughs> Kill the sea. Okay. I'm waging war on the sea. Right. Now. Where's this going? We need re to re do reconnaissance. We do. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to send you to a whole bunch of tropical Pacific islands. Oh, I will throw myself on this grenade. <laughs> to, do, to do reconnaissance. Yes. Now it sounds expensive, doesn't it? It does. In fact, how the heck are we paying for this? I'm not uh, go. Well, it's actually surprisingly cheap when Ooh. you book with our primary sponsor, Specific of Travel. <laughs> Specific of Travel. Hooray. Specific of Travel have been so nice and they're helping us with the costs of this podcast. Yes. The girls there at Specific of Travel, they holiday at the islands that they send you to. They don't send you to Europe. They don't care about that. They don't send you to America. They specialise in Pacific Island holidays. Fantastic. And they go there all the time. And Matt, who runs the place, he's over at Norfolk half of his life. He knows exactly what you need. So if you have any questions, you can ask them. They will actually know. They're on ground zero. So when I checked their website, yeah. I saw Pitcairn Island. I went, Pit I that's where the bounty mutineers were. And you can and I went, I want to go there. And then it said you can actually swim over the the, the wreck of the of the bounty and it's still there. Why am I standing doing this ridiculous podcast when I could be going to Pitcairn Island immediately? Fantastic. It's pretty good. So if you want to go snorkeling yes. in the South Pacific, these are the people to talk to. You want to just stroll along a nice beach oh. in the South Pacific, these are the people. You want to stand on the beach and monitor the evil, wicked sea. <laughs> and, Specifica. And watch for their destruction. Yes. Then contact specificatravel.com. That's Yay. S Pacific A travel.com. Thank them for sponsoring the podcast Thank tonight. Thank you very much.
Okay. How are we going? Um, we should get another judge up, I reckon. I do believe. Some other judges okay. to tell some stories. Minister, it is your time to shine. Can you please tell us an interesting or true or both fact? Okay, well, many of you, if you cast your memory back to when you were quite young, you would have had your mother or your grandmother or someone in your family kiss you better if you had a boo-boo. Uh, if you yes. fell over and you hurt yourself. That's right. Yeah, it's so disgusting. if you grazed your knee, grandma would say, oh, come here, I'll kiss it better. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, isn't it? Well, apparently your grandmother was a scientist because your human saliva, apparently... Your human saliva? Well, no, human saliva... <laughs> Any human saliva oh, no, apparently no, has, by any human saliva. Yeah, has a painkiller in it that is six times stronger than morphine. What? Yes. And what? it's called opiorphan. Opiorphan. Something like that. Oh, we're checking this. Yeah, check checking. That. We're check checking the, this. Check the details because, of the name. Look, I, I'll go with you. I'm not an expert on this. We've got doctors in the audience. I, but I'm pretty certain that surely it's like a placebo thing. You know, my mummy kissed my leg. I feel better. It still works. Now, my mother's in the audience. Hi, mum. Yeah. Will you kiss my leg? Yeah. Cool, excellent. She's not doing it. Look, yes. clearly, this is some scientist has worked mm -hmm. this one out. Okay. Apparently, it's a scientist from Paris. Oh, yes. They and like to kiss. That's true. But I would recommend everybody that's listening in or in the audience that uh, that doesn't mean go out and lick each other as part of your pain management oh. strategy. No, not a good Why idea. do you ruin everyone my fun? Sorry, it's a serious part. Do not start licking each other when you've got a headache or... <laughs> I did, what? <laughs> I just, I don't know, I don't know whether to be excited or sad now. Oh, suddenly this, this all got sexy. Well, you can okay. try it. What, okay, I, I, I haven't called, I feel really bad. <laughs> hey, come and be a judge on my show. Now, destroy her facts. <laughs> destroy them with pain. I cannot, it mostly checks out. I got for everything I'm turning up. I stand corrected. I will take the walk of shame. There we go. Six times stronger than morphine is what I've got Six here. Six times stronger think, than morphine. I think that's what I actually that's my said. Goodness. Thanks very oh, much. Oh, I've just had this image of like a dank room with a guy with a paper cut and just all these people licking him just like... Much better. We've lost another kid to licking. Don't lick kids. This is going to revolutionise medicine. Oh, oh, destroy the youth. Keep your tongue in your face, kids. <laughs> My mother just said. Your mother? That's my mother, yes. My mother. All the mothers, my mother's told me to tell everyone, she's my mother, so I have to, that all the mothers give the minister 10 points. Oh. Oh. Well, my mother those says that she gets 11 points. <laughs> Where is she? She's not here. She's not here. Your mother doesn't love you. Your mother. <laughs> my mother loves me more. Your mother loves me more. She will hurt you. Not me. She will hurt you. She already has. Please call. Please call. <laughs> I'll kill him. All right. Moving on. Dr. Joel. Okay, so this is a story with two levels. One is what actually happened, and one is a message about learning from your mistakes. Good. Because the underlying idea of science is that you, you try something, and then you learn from it, and then you try something new, and you keep repeating until you get something that works. Right. Give or take. It's also a story about how I got into science, because on my first day at university, I went to see a physics show. 
and they did this demonstration where they pour liquid nitrogen into a Coke bottle and then seal the bottle. And when a liquid turns into a gas, it expands to 600 times its volume. Many times. Give or take. Basically, it expands a lot. And so the pressure in this bottle builds up immensely until finally, ideally, the bottle explodes with a small pop in about 30 to 60 seconds. So for safety, they put it into a wheelie bin they had there and closed the lid. And after about 60 seconds, nothing had happened. After two minutes, nothing had happened. <laughs> and there's two possibilities at this point. Either the bottle has ruptured mm. and there's no pressure build-up, or the bottle hasn't ruptured and you're all about to die. Um, Wouldn't a quantum physicist say it's both at that moment? <laughs> This is the funny thing, because watching the approach with him, because what you've really got here is a small explosive device inside a wheelie bin. And so after he sort of opened the top and peeked in a couple of times really tentatively, he then got a sledgehammer he happened to have, <laughs> and he sort of started poking around in there. Eventually he gave up, and he wheeled it out into the corridor for safety, and then sort of hit it with a sledgehammer a few times until there was an earth-shattering kaboom, and... And that's how you became the professor. More well, <laughs> or less. Yes, because this smoke and shrapnel hurled into the lecture theatre. Oh. He came walking back in with a sledgehammer over his shoulder and a swagger in his step. <laughs> and he says, I just blew a hole in the roof. <laughs> and, and there's this dinner plate-sized hole in the ceiling of the physics building. And I, along with all the performers and all the audience sitting in the audience, I'm thinking to myself, I want to do this. <laughs> so, so, can I tell the second half of my story? Of course yes. you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, five years later, fast forward five years, I have indeed done this. I've taken over the running of this physics performance troupe, and we've grown and we've gone big, and I thought, right, I'm going to do this demo, but I'm going to do it right. I'm not going to die today. <laughs> And I've sort of prefaced this story with how you might think it will turn out. What I thought, well, still use the wheelie bin, but I'm going to reinforce the wheelie bin with a steel cage. So I'm reinforced around there and on the lid. And this is not like chicken wire. This is industrial-grade steel cage the workshop put for me. And it's tied onto the lid of the bin. And then I filled the bin with water all the way to the top, thinking that that would deaden any blow that might come out. Yes. In hindsight, I admit. In hindsight, yes. So we sealed the bottle, dropped it in, and ran and hid behind a, another contraption that was in this lecture theatre. Waited and waited. And at about 70 seconds, after I reached that point, like, oh, maybe it's not going to... There was another earth-shattering kaboom. This time, the lid of the wheelie bin flies open at high speed, detaching the metal safety mesh, <laughs> which hurtles across the room and embeds itself in the wall beside my head. <laughs> Meanwhile, the wheelie bin full of water is ejected at high speed upwards <laughs> through the brand new data projector installed in the lecture theatre. before crashing down and flooding the newly recarpeted lecture theatre with a really been worth of water. So I'm in the corner with this metal thing going beside my head. I'm shaking like a, like, like a leaf. And oh crap. So run across like the... Grabbed a towel that I had there, threw it down, which went, soaked up the water instantly and it was just wet. A wet towel on the floor now as well. <laughs> And so, to, 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 to my shame, I wheeled the wheelie bin out of the lecture theatre, hid it in our demo room, hid the towel, 
locked the lecture theatre up because it was 5pm on a Friday and ran away. <laughs> and he's never been back since. And I have never publicly told that story before, so I am so sorry to part of the physics. You heard it here first. Oh, thank you very much. That is the kind of environment that we're creating here tonight right. where people can share their stories right. without fear Give of up. judgment or legal proceedings. <laughs> can we get James up now? James up, please. James. Welcome, James. Evening. I'm going to stand over here because I can see everyone better. Oh, right. oh, 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 he's an expert. He picked he's up the expert. mic and ran with it. Everyone except and, me, James. And uh, Spencer, I am disappointed that you gave a 6.2, not a 6.12, which would be a perfect reference to your radio station frequency. Oh. <laughs> you missed that, that buddy. No, no, that could be for you. Oh. Ooh. Well, I'll see if we can do better than that. But that's not something to aim for because it's the, actually the lowest score he's given so far. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is about my relationship with a compound called diethyl ether, which is a, uh, an organic solvent, I commonly think I used. A junkie. I'm sorry, Greg. I think I pulled a junkie out of the audience. <laughs> lick him! Lick him! Yeah. It's six times more powerful than morphine. It's commonly used in science labs. Now, from a safety perspective, it has a number of issues, which I've encountered all of them. One is that it is a general anaesthetic. So if you breathe it in, it will knock you out. Another is that it is very volatile, has a low flash point and a low auto-ignition temperature. So highly flammable and tends to cause flash fireballs. And the other is that over time, it forms a highly explosive compound called diethyl ether peroxide, it's a mixture of compounds. And once that crystallizes, it's basically it's shock sensitive and general rule is if the bottle is over five years old, throw it out. Right. Careful. Yes. Careful. <laughs> not, not like, hmm. boom! Well, even if you open the bottle, the friction can be enough to set off the, oh, the wow. peroxide. And it is a... Uh, so hang on, when you say it knocks people out, are you sure it doesn't just blow their face off? <laughs> oh, he's knocked out! And, and His when, face is missing. And when you, when you say, after five years, throw it out, wouldn't it just be simpler not to buy it in the first place? Yes. <laughs> you go through a lot of it. It generally tends not to last that long. What are you doing with it? That's everything. He, he can't. It's, it's, a, it's a good solvent. <laughs> I'm knocking yeah. myself out. I'm blowing things up. <laughs> it's a good solvent. That's right. Oh, okay. So uh, the first issue goes back to my university days, where we use this in the lab, in the, in the uni lab, and, and as much as they tell you, do not run around with this with an open beaker because the fumes build up and everyone has a happy time, People always do this. It's, it's just one of the things about being in a uni lab. So after every lab where we use diethyl ether, we're usually feeling a bit lightheaded. So after one particularly... You, what you need is some, someone to blow a hole in the ceiling. Yeah, that is, that'd ventilate that place. After one particularly potent lab, we all decided the best course of action would be to go to the campus club and drink. My memory of that evening ends where I was left with a jug of Tui's... Oh, they all went, we're going to the Down Under Bar. I thought, I'll just finish this off and join them. Are you just boasting now? No, no. This is like, <laughs> I drank a whole jug of beer. Well, see, after that, my only memory after that is being at the Down Under Bar, being chatted up by some British girl. I have a girlfriend, I'm going home. You're just so, boasting. So, <laughs> I'm a scientist and I get all the babes. No, 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 I'm sure. I'm also rat-faced most of the time. I'm sure this ties back into the die. Eh. Diethyl ether? Yes. The second one was being in a, my first job. The lab supervisor was what is technically known in the science industry as an asshole. Um, one, of, one of the rules is do not boil diethyl ether on a hot plate because it can ignite. Mm. Our water bath had broken down 
And he said, do it on a hot plate. I said, you're not supposed to do it on a hot plate. He said, do it on a hot plate or I'll threat, basically threaten to fire me if I didn't do what he told me to. Right. Now, I love that the fact that, I love the, fact that the, the name of this podcast is Smart Enough to Know Better it because is. I am smart enough to know better. I didn't <laughs> go with my instincts, put it on the hot plate and while I was swirling it around, it spontaneously boiled, filled up the fume cabinet and ignited, completely engulfing me in a fireball. <laughs> And I was left standing there, stunned, with a flask full of flaming ether. That I was so stunned, the other lab manager had to actually run across the room and put a thing on top of it to put it out because I just was totally. You were some wily coyote. You're standing there. It's just it's covered in black charcoal. Two white eyes blinking. Blink, blink. And, and you fell apart. I wasn't covered in charcoal, but I don't know if I had any eyebrows. <laughs> That's, um... And all he could think was, oh, I should have gone home with that girl at the down under bar. <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. That's true. My girlfriend all right. What a great story. All right, let's see the, uh, the start, scores for that one from, there. From Minister First? Yeah, I'm actually quite scared of you. <laughs> so am I. I I'm gonna think give Greg's going to replace me on a, the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to give you a nine. Just <laughs> I'm so frightened right. of you. <laughs> while I may or may not approve of your workplace health and safety requirements, which is something I take very seriously, obviously. That was a fantastic story, so I'm going to give you an eight. An eight? Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Ed Simons. I agree that there's a good lesson in that for anyone that has anything to do with science. Don't second judge your own judgment in these situations. So I'm going to give you a seven. Seven, well done. All high scores. Wow. You look a lot like Richard Feidler from the Doug Anthony All Stars yeah, days, yeah. like from Thank that you. from 20 yes. years ago. I am a guitarist. Sorry, <laughs> I am a guitarist. Well, oh, yeah. all right. They might need you. Yeah, well, yeah. Richard doesn't tour with yeah, anyone, does it? No. Yeah. And I thought you were going to, to. I don't know if this is bad, Spencer, but I thought you were going to take your jacket off and reveal that you had like artificial arms or something <laughs> because you've blown your arms off. Are you is upset? That bad? Are, you, are you upset with that that he didn't? Well, I don't know. I'll have to think about my own assessment yeah, of true. myself on that you one to, later. You have to score yourself later. Yes, that's seven. I'll come and see you later. I'll show you. <laughs> seven. All, right. All up. That is, of course, a big round of applause for James. And that's a thirty-one. Good score. You know who's writing I hate? Who's writing you hate? William Shakespeare. What? Oh, awful stuff. He's the bard. Did you read... Does anyone know Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Okay. Those two get together really quickly. That's true. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel real. It's not like Have you Rachel met kids? and teenagers. They love licking each other. <laughs> and yeah, but, but there's no there's no spark there on the page. Isn't but there? Baz Luhrmann, oh, yeah. he solves the problem in the film. Right. Where do they meet? Oh, next to an aquarium thingy. On the other side of an aquarium. That's true, yes. Everyone looks attractive to an aquarium. That's true. You get a wavy and... Like, you feel amazing. Yeah, you do. You do, actually. So all you need to do, in, all you need in your house is an aquarium. Oh, mate, I don't have one. Then you should get one from our second sponsor tonight, <laughs> aquariumstogo.com.au. Now, are you tired of not looking attractive to the people you love? Put an aquarium between you and them. These things aren't just fish tanks. No. It's not just no. a cube of, of yeah. glass. We, we wouldn't waste our time talking to you. No. That's what they were. Aquariums to go. They build pieces of furniture where fish just happen to live in them. They live in your furniture! <laughs> Who doesn't... No, 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 no. Don't you dare sit there and go, I have lived a life too full of wonder to care about fish and furniture. I know inside your... You just went... Dee! So, 
I know you're too cool. Hipsters and you farm. Now, you, you might be sitting there going, oh, I can't own a fish. No. I don't know how to take care of a fish. True, yeah. Well, yeah. Phil from Aquarius to Go knows how to take care of fish, and he can come around every week and yeah. do all the stuff that you take care suck of at. Fish. No problem at all. And he's you not a fish problem? Boom. He's not just some idiot with a... Just goes, oh, the flapping things, I'll throw some flakes in. He has got... He's the only person in Queensland... Yes. Maybe South East Queensland. Right. Phil? Only person in Queensland? Okay. <laughs> only, only person in all of Queensland... All of Queensland! ...who is a proper university-trained... Fishologist. Aquilologist. Uh, it's an it's an aquaculture oh, expert. Excellent aquaculture expert. There so he can so you can actually hire him and he'll come out and he'll take care of even the weirdest fish. That's true. Okay. You've got some weird oh, man, there's some weird fish on the way. And you can and like you the one with the dangly thing? Yeah. And it attacks them. That's weird. Oh, I think you'd need to pressurize the tank. He could do that, I'm he, sure. He probably can. And, and they could turn into like an armchair with pressurized. But you know what's the, what else you could do? What, what, what else what, you do? What can you do? Like, cause you can get, I love the fact you lent in, like, yeah. we're having a quiet conversation, but yeah. everyone can hear us okay. in the microphone. There's a, like, you get a freshwater fish. Freshwater fish. That's fine. Yeah. Or yeah. kidnap the sea. What? We That's hate the sea. Right. We, we hate the sea. We we're not kidnapping the sea. We're gonna, no, we're going to kidnap oh, some of the sea. And we're going to tell the sea, we've got your kids in this tank. If you want to see no, them, like, oh, we're, right. we're going to use that Guantanamo Bay stuff. All right. We're going to get what? information. We're going to torture the fish. Like, what? Phil can keep fish alive, yes. so we can push him up to the edge of death, and yeah. I'm sure he can keep him on the edge. Are we helping his business at this point? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I, probably. Good. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with you on this one. You, you ever tried to break a fish's kneecaps? Phil can do, tell us how to do that. I, He's I that good. I have never wanted to do something so much in my life. All those so, uppity salmon. I spawn up rivers. Wham! Spawn now! I only spawn down them. Um, I'm cutting that. Okay. Now, so, if you want a beautiful piece of living furniture with, like, coral and fish That's right. and stuff... And stolen ocean. And stolen ocean, then you can talk to Phil at aquariumstogo.com.au. And also, if you want to torture fish, talk to us after the show. <laughs> we, we, also, yeah. we know a guy, OK? Yeah. We know a guy. I, I haven't run that past, bit past Phil yet. No, that's, not, that's nothing to do with Phil. That's just we're so, sick. That's us. That's us. No, oh, we're sorry. trying... We're just, we're just doing what's right. We're doing what's for right. Our, for, 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 the, for the ground. The people on the, on the earth. And Aquariums to go. Aquariums to go. Com.au. Yay. Yay. All right. <laughs> we... My goodness, we are running over. Yes. Look, there are. How many left to go? We've got three left to go, but okay. two of them we know. Like, two of them are our oh, friends. Oh, two are our friends. Plans. And they'll forgive us. They'll, forg- oh, they'll, they'll forgive us if they don't get an opportunity. Okay. Oh, so rude. <laughs> so we're going to get Kath up, please. Let's get Kath, Kath up. Kath, we, we've got our friend at all. <laughs> uh, you are, are going to get beaten up in the car park by these two guys. I'm sorry about that. But. Uh, Full disclosure. Oh, yes? <laughs> yes, Kat. Um, my sister's on the judging panel. Oh! <laughs> and, um, do you like your sister? <laughs> oh, hang on, I'm assuming. Actually, you do look a lot like Dr. Jen. I must admit, I, I, I went to Dr. Jen first because you don't look. Now, do you like your sister? Mostly. Oh. <laughs> I reckon that'll be about it. I think maybe a precedent has been set this week and Jen can decide whether she would be biased or not as a judge on that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you use email, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she can. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's Everyone can. It's really easy. All 
right, Kat. Simple to use email. What have really you got? Really easy to use email. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's cool. You just, you just print it out and you put it on the back of yeah, a pony I, and away I get my assistant to bring it in. That's what I do, too. How does everyone... <laughs> I thought we weren't going to get political. I'm sorry. Kat. <laughs> yes. Tell us your story, please. Okay. Hoping that everyone understands the placebo effect. Yeah. Um, That's when you lick someone. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Could be. See you later. But generally, if you do a clinical trial, you'll give a, an active drug and a drug that's just a sugar pill, like homeopathy. homeopathy? I can't even say it. Homeopathy. <laughs> one, one to someone and one to a, a, someone else. You don't just double up. That would be... No, no, no. So, yeah. yeah so someone will have the real thing and someone will have a fake, which is the placebo. But um, they don't know they have a fake, do they? They don't know they okay, have yep, a fake. Okay. What they find is, even when people have the fake, they still have a benefit. What? Okay? And that's the placebo effect. That's weird. That's weird. It gets weirder. Oh. Okay. So my interesting fact that I know about placebos is there was a study done in 2011 which found that placebos also work when people know they're placebos. Hey, well, well, hang on. So <laughs> if, if Dan has hurt himself and I say to him, Dan, I'm a doctor. I was using a hammer. And... <laughs> Ow. And, wow, we're acting now, that's great. Yeah. Here's a pill. It is sugar, but it will make you feel better. Does sugar make, does, okay. Put it in your mouth. And, and he will I didn't know sugar could do that. So he will actually feel better just because, even though he knows it's a placebo. It is been studied and found to be true. Even, that's not a placebo anymore, that's just making crap up. <laughs> that's, so does that mean that the podcast could be a placebo? I hope so. It's putting people to sleep, so that's always useful. So either get us around to lick you no, it's or... it's not. It's going really well. Is, is, are you going, is anyone here asleep? Call out if you're asleep. <laughs> My mother always claps when she's asleep. But she does, she's like a seal. All right. Oh, oh, I mean, she... yeah, she is. Oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble now. All right. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. All right, let's go to the judging panel. Spencer, is it, is it true? Is it true? It is true. It's uh, true. Study conducted for a, some of the doctors in the room might know uh, in the scientific journal Plus One. That's a real. That's a real thing. That's been. I'm actually quite blown away by that. That's weird. Why do we have a drug industry then? That's what I'm trying to. So why don't you just take if it's if it's 20 percent effective? Why don't you just take five times the amount of a placebo, and then it'll be fine? Because they're sugar pills, and then Thank everyone you. would Thank end you. up with diabetes. Doctor Adam, am I? Am I? Is that good? Is that fine? He's big thumbs up from the doctor. <laughs> no, no, he just hit his hand on the same oh. hammer that I did. So that's weird. At, at the risk of talking science, I think it, it is. Um... <laughs> on this podcast, get out! I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I did read about this study, and while, while it's absolutely true, it was only tested for a specific range of like trinkets and so oh. forth. So oh. the placebo effect in general doesn't work for, say, cancer medication. <laughs> like sugar pills don't actually shrink tumours, no matter how much you might. I uh, want them to. So, you know, while... Homeopathists? <laughs> Looking at you, homeopathists. It shrinks homeopathists? <laughs> I'm melting! Good! <laughs> Sorry. White witches. I think because you've given me something that I really want to find out more about, mm. but I won't do it on the way home because double the merit points from today and all that, I'll do it when I get home. Um, I'm going to give you 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10! Nicely done. And now, with absolutely no bias, 
Not at all. Um, I, I think Come on, that's Jen. a fabulous fact. <laughs> and I'm a little bit scared that my sister will beat me up, so I'm giving her 10 out of 10. <laughs> Um, now it's just not, not that just these two are going to beat you up after the show. <laughs> They're coming for you. I, I'm sort of torn here between wanting not to get beaten up by them and not wanting to get beaten up by anyone on stage. But that said, I, this is, I, I think it's a beautiful fact and a beautiful story and I'm going to have to give you 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 as well! Thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry, what's this, Dr. Jen? What's this envelope? What's in this envelope, Dr. Jen? <laughs> oh, so, given Dr. Jen has tried to bribe me already tonight on this occasion, however, I will go with seven. Seven! <laughs> Excellent. Is that the last story of the night? That is going to have to be because they are going to lock us out of the building at any moment now. That was 33 points. 33 points. <laughs> Excellent. And so that means now we need to work out the winner. The winners. The winners, because we have four fabulous prizes. So we're going to go backwards from the fourth person to the third person. Stuart Late, would you please tell us who has come fourth? The fourth person is the very first person we had up, Adam. Adam! Adam, you win. Come on up. You win this fabulous Casio calculator watch from the ABC worn by Marty McFly and by Walter White and also the guy from the, that Big one Bang with Theory. the nerds in the uh, Big Bang Theory. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you, Adam. Well done. And third? Third place tonight is David. David! David, you win the fabulous game. I forgot my whole but Bellwether Games have given the game Antidote. Thank you very much for playing tonight. Hope you enjoy it. Second place tonight with a terrifying story was James. James! <laughs> you have won the Australia's first copy of Jucks by Elbow Fish, also be vaguely licked by me. But yes, enjoy that. <laughs> and finally, the grand prize goes to Kath. Kath! Come on up, Kath! Rock. You have won a double pass to Speed, the movie, the play, which will be performed by Dan, myself, and other people as well. But you don't worry about them. It's a fantastic show, and you should come along to it. You can come along for free. You can bring someone. Maybe the person who gave you a high score. You never know your luck. In She's already seen it. That doesn't bode well for us. That doesn't bode well. No one would ever watch it a second time. So thank you very much. Uh, to, 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 where, so where did you learn that fact? I read it in a magazine. You read it in a magazine! <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you Science very much. is a balance of magazines and magazines. Dying. Thank you, Kath. Now, big round of applause for Kath. I feel, I feel kind of bad because we're like, oh, there'll be a bunch of people and then, you know, the top people will get a prize. But we had five people and That's four true. prizes. Oh, yes. So poor Lauren is out there. She, she, yes. she was so brave and she was so wonderful. And I really liked her story. We don't have anything to give her? Well, yeah, we do. What? Well, I can't. I told you before, but do you want to... Oh, yeah, yeah, give her that. Okay, yeah, hold, hold this, hold this. Look, I, I, I wasn't, we, we weren't going to do this before, but Lauren gets a very special prize. Yeah. Where's he gone? Okay. Lauren, straight from the centre of the earth, oh. I'm giving you the largest bit of pumice I have ever seen. <laughs> this is the largest bit of pumice. Look, it's pumice. I am not Superman. This is 
well, it spat out of the top of a volcano, quickly cooled to be full of air. <laughs> water, I have tested this. I promise you this is pumice. It is oil and the plastic bag. Oh. oh. Yeah. Clean your horrific feet. I mean, I'm assuming you will never have bad feet ever again. You'll be, you'll be able to just keep them going. All your budgies will be like, yes! Don't throw the plastic bag in a waterway because you don't want to choke a turtle. Especially with its bum. No, you don't want it to go up its bum. Turkle my back into it. Oh, no, I made a terrible error. Ladies and gentlemen... You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And also Greg at smartenough.org. We would like to very much thank our sponsors for the night, our major sponsor, specificatravel.com. Round of applause, specificatravel, please. Also our secondary sponsor, aquariumstogo.com.au. You can even talk to Phil after the show about aquariums. We'd also like to thank the Powerhouse Theatre and Chris Stewart for getting this whole thing started. Thank you, thank you so thank much, you, Chris. We can't go past thanking our judges tonight. Our judges from the ABC, Spencer Housen, Dr. Jen from the CSIRO, Dr. Joel from Ernst & Young, and the Minister for Science and Innovation, Leanne Enoch. Thank you very much. Of course, our fact checker, Stu Lay. Thank you, Stu. You can follow us on Twitter, SE2KB. And Facebook, SE2KB. And you can go to our website, which is smartenough.org. This is our 127th podcast. There's 126 other ones for you to enjoy. And some of them are really good. You can subscribe on iTunes and leave reviews and stuff. Catch Greg and I on the 30th of September for three weeks at Speed the Movie the Play on a genuine Volvo bus out the front. And as we always like to say, Sandy Klobacher. Oh! Did you do the whole joke about, I'm going to see an eclipse, I may be sometime? Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, tumbleweeds. <laughs> Very good. Sorry, yeah. right, bravo, bravo. Move on. Is that at all possible? We Mike in that full bag. <laughs> right, we got a big round of applause for our sound drill. <laughs> yeah! Thank you. I mean, I didn't learn a name, but a big round of applause. <laughs> sound girl. Terrible person. The winners. The winners, because we have three, four, four, more than three, Greg. Four, less than five. I'm counting now grenades of Antioch. <laughs> um, <laughs>